Welcome to the Goalie Hacks podcast, the show dedicated to providing elite tips, hacks, and strategies to take your game to the next level, where we help you become an elite goaltender, one hack at a time. And now, here's your host, Mike Santaguida. All right, bang, bang, here we go again, and, and week 74, your host, Mike Santaguida here, and hope you're all doing fantastic. And really working hard in your recruiting and in your development as we work through the summer here. Um, you know, I've been saying it on the show for, for quite some time. It's crazy how time flies and you really got to do what you can to kind of stick with it with your development, all you young guys out there. Um, because, you know, COVID, I said it, COVID would eventually pass. It inevitably would pass. Um, the vaccine's rolling out. Numbers are, are going down quite considerably. Um, you know, the season's right around the corner here. And I know this year is likely going to have a much different feel you know, given the vaccine rollout. So hoping everyone is ready to go uh, as the summer is quickly passing us by. And there's going to be some great opportunity for all the kids that stuck with it this past, uh, this past, uh, you know, really, I guess, 18, 24 months. You know, it's been kind of difficult. So, uh, but this week on the show, I have Adam Huska, originally from Europe and made his way over to North America and worked his way up, uh, you know, the North American Junior Leagues to eventually become the USHL's best before moving on to Division One college hockey at UConn. And after leaving college early, you know, Adam has gone on to play at the top levels of pro hockey the last few years. And we dive into his journey, transitioning to every level all the way up to now, uh, what's helped him find success and, and what he would do differently given he's still working through his career right now. So Adam, appreciate your time on the show. I hope you guys enjoy this different perspective coming from Adam, having made the jump and, and grown up in Europe. So without further ado, Let's jump into this week's conversation. I know you're going to love the chat Adam and I had today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Goalie Hacks podcast. I'm excited to be joined today by another active professional goaltender, recent college American League and top Slovakian standout. And that goaltender is Adam Huska. And after growing up and playing his minor and junior hockey years in Slovakia over in Europe, representing his country in IHF play on a number of occasions, he then decided to transition overseas here to North America to play in the USHL in 2014. And in his second season in the league, he was named the top goaltender of the year in the USHL. And after retiring from junior hockey, he went on to spend three seasons at the University of Connecticut playing Division One hockey in the U.S., since retiring from college after three seasons, Adam has gone on to play over 50 games in the American League, a handful of games in the ECHL and in Slovakia, as well as a handful of World Championship IHF competition games. And couldn't be happier to welcome him to the show today to chat some goalie development. Adam, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for coming on the show, man. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, well, right on. I know we're... Uh, you know, obviously great to have you on the show, dude. I know we're kind of far away in, in time zones here and, you know, we got a busy schedule to work around. So I really appreciate you making some time, man. And I know it's kind of difficult to, to line it up sometimes, but really grateful for you coming on and uh, great to welcome you to the show, man. But maybe you can just give us some insight how your how your year went due to COVID and uh, some of the challenges you guys have had to overcome and how exactly you overcame them. Uh, this year was really like special year because of COVID. Uh never um, never experienced something like that before yeah uh, it was it was really kind of funny because uh it was always something like uh the season will go on or not so i had to always like stay in shape and uh we basically usually we know when the season starts and we know when to basically push hard uh, off the ice and on the ice during summer 
but this year we, we didn't know when when the season starts so we always had to be be ready the whole summer basically yeah yeah well you know obviously uh wish you the best of luck i know you're continuing with your career here but maybe we can just start off by briefly sharing a bit of your story your background and uh, you know how we got to where we are today um i'm <laughs> i'm just no uh normal slovakian kid uh usually start playing when i was really young and uh just follow my dream and here i am <laughs> yeah well it's uh it's been an interesting road for you you know you, like i mentioned in the intro you know you decided to you, you play, grew up playing in slovakia and then you came over here america lit it up went to college now playing pro uh having played pro in, in several leagues now we'll kind of jump into your journey uh, but why don't we kind of just start with you know your personal goaltending philosophy and obviously everybody kind of has their their own framework that they kind of build their game around right so what's sort of your three or four main pillars that you surround and build your game around and why you think they're so important for me personally i uh, uh i'm focusing main on my size because i'm a i'm really tall goalie and uh, i'm trying to use all, all my size the most i can so i would say the size positioning uh and stick stick handling uh, that's like the main main three things i focus on my on my game style yeah so you know it's it, uh, we have a mix of guys that come on that are you know they're both they're both tall and and, and small right obviously but we always like to kind of hear from from some of the taller guys you know you talk about you know you're using you're essentially you're kind of saying like you know you're, you're trying to maximize and frame the net uh as efficiently as possible given your size so is that something that you've always worked on or is that something in recent memory that you, you kind of learn with your coaches uh, at the next level i would say it's uh it's a uh, recent uh because when i came to uh, pro hockey that's basically you try to help yourself the most you can and every every inch in that uh is important so we try we try to maximize uh, the my size that uh, in the net so i can take basically the whole net so what what is this something that the coaches kind of taught you like to do that are they telling you to play a little deeper like how do they explain to you how like to frame the net more properly well, uh, with the Rangers organization, uh, they have like uh, we had uh, Henry Lundqvist, who everybody knows, play a little, little deeper. Right. Uh, so basically, we try we probably go from there. They try to be a little bit deeper, but uh, be always on your feet when the shot comes, and probably uh, hold your ground so we don't go down earlier. Mm-hmm. And then basically, you hold hold the top of the net a little longer. So, you know, I, I like that you kind of mentioned that, you know, holding your ground. What's some drills that, you know, you guys did to work on kind of that patience and staying on your feet a little bit longer so you're not dropping to your knees too quickly? Uh, uh, what I like about going to pro hockey is it's more like uh, si- simple drills that we do really simple drills. Basically, mm-hmm. just maybe start from the post, go top of the crease and you're waiting for the shot to come to you. So basically, shooter sh- shoots, and you go down the last moment. You don't go down early. You just wait, wait, and then you go down. Mm. Is that is that something that you've 
you know, that, that patience, is that something that they've kind of taught you more in pro hockey? Just because obviously, you know, guys are more skilled, they're more patient with the puck and they kind of make those last ditch efforts to like kind of those backdoor passes. So you have to stay on your feet as much as possible. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That, that was the, one of the main, main thing I'm working on and I was, uh, I'm working on ever since basically I, uh, I become a professional hockey player because like you said, uh, these pro pro guys, they they know they know they can they can make a move, one two right. moves, and then shoot or pass the puck. So yeah, and then and then in terms of you know you kind of mentioned your speed as well, your mobility. Um, you know how important you think it is to have good skating at the next level. Is that something that you've had to elevate as you've gone to the American League? Oh, uh, I think I was pretty good skater skater from uh, yeah. from when I was younger, but it's something like you think you're really good at something but you always still can you always can still can better at it so obviously you still have to work on every aspect of your game even you're good at this or not you still have to work on it so uh and you when you go like better league every 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 time when you step up your level uh you still have to get better at that yeah no, i i like that because and maybe you can kind of give some advice because there's obviously there's a lot of kids that, you know, when you when you go to even the USHL, you're playing with the best kids from minor hockey. And then when you go to college, you're playing with the best, the best kids from junior. And then when you go to pro, you're playing from the best kids from all of college and major junior, right? So you're constantly having to, you know, re-elevate your skating, uh, your skating abilities, your, your mobility and everything around your game, like you said. So what's some advice that you have like for kids that maybe think they're good at something right now, but you knowing that you and I both know going to pro that we constantly need to be elevating that skills, uh, our whole skill set, our whole toolbox. So what's some advice you have for kids that are kind of like, Oh, I'm good at this. I don't need to get better. My advice would be never, uh, never tell yourself like you're really good at something and you don't have to work on it because this just simply is not a, not a true because we have we have you know better goalies than me, and I know they they take take time and work on those little things, mm. small small details, and uh, they always they always try to get better. Yeah. So I mentioned you grew up playing in in Slovakia, and it looks like uh, you know played some minor hockey, and junior hockey during your time before coming over to North America. Uh, but when you were first making that transition to junior hockey in Slovakia from minor hockey, where did you initially struggle the most making the transition? Well, you know, like when you when you move to better league, uh, then you have stronger guys, you have older guys. So kind of like every everyone everyone has to make this step, uh, kind of to improve to like maybe get a little stronger. Yeah. in your legs to get the speed on the ice uh equal the guys you're playing against so it's just it's just you have to adapt maybe some players take longer yeah. maybe some players take short amount of time to adapt but i think every everyone has to go through it yeah yeah i like how you kind of brought up to adapting right because you're constantly adapting to the next level another level junior college pro right um, but you decided to come over to North America in 2014, uh, playing a handful of games with the Green Bay Gamblers. But compared to sort of first making that transition to junior in, in Slovakia compared to North America, you know, what did you find was the hardest part about playing in the USHL compared to overseas in Europe? 
Well, for me, I remember when I got first time to US, it was it was more like the off the ice uh, mm. for me because it was the, uh, totally different uh, culture and lifestyle, and I kind of like I didn't speak any English. <laughs> So yeah. it, it was, it was that, that was the thing that was really hard for me. It was kind of like got used to for the new lifestyle, uh, being alone and away mm. from my family. And I kind of had to get used to it. And uh, I was really happy to be like for just like two months yeah, uh, at that time. And that really helped me for the next year. Yeah. Do you think that's a hard part for a lot of kids, like going to juniors, like going away from home and being away and trying to like manage yourself? I think, I think, yeah. Uh, because, uh, usually when you leave with your family and you, you, you know, you have people behind your back, they got your back all the time. And when you leave them, you basically like uh, alone in a big world and some, for some people, it might be, be harder. For some mm -hmm. people, it might be easier. But uh, it's definitely a new experience for the person who is uh, making this big step for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, and then your second year in the USHL, you had a breakout season, uh, winning several personal accolades, including the Golden of the Year Award, you know, sporting the best numbers in the league that year. But what do you think actually contributed so much to your personal success that year compared to your first year in the league? Like, where do you make the biggest adjustments to be so successful? Oh well, like I said, those two, two first two months, the year before this year, oh that really good year I had. Uh, I I was really struggling there, and uh, but when I got home from there from Green Bay, I kind of knew like, okay, when I'm coming there next year, I have to right. be ready ready for this, uh, ready for that, and uh, basically when I got there for the second year, I. I knew I knew my teammates. I knew the coach. I knew mm. the family where I will stay, and it, it, the transition was way easier than the first time. Yeah, it, you know, you're you're basically saying that you had to fail a little bit in order to be successful, right? Like you weren't gonna yeah. learn what it took unless you kind of failed a little, right? Yeah, yeah, I failed basically the first uh, first year and the second year. I I learned from those mistakes and. I work hard and uh, it paid off. Yeah. And for kids looking to make the jump to junior hockey and kind of find success right away, uh, you know, like you said, you kind of went through some, some bumps in the beginning. I think a lot of kids do, right? I did too in the beginning of my junior career. Uh, and, um, you know, but pro what's probably the best advice you can give them, you know, before they get to junior or the most important skill they should be developing that's going to prepare them to be successful at the junior level? Oh, I would I would say like it's it's a uh, mental mental toughness because mm. uh, on the on the on the way on your career there is a lot of uh, bumps and a lot of falls and uh, you just have to uh, bear through kind of weather the storm like people say and mm. and just keep working hard and then uh, at the end it should be should be happy <laughs> at the end yeah no kidding you know, yeah you know it's. I don't think that gets mentioned enough that 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 is one of the most important things about making that transition is that it's usually never really easy for anybody, you know, yeah. and um, you got it. You got to kind of work through the bumps and bruises a little bit in order to kind of earn your stripes and fail a little bit and be proactive about 
yeah. making corrections. Like you said, you know, you kind of knew after you played a bunch of games that what it, what mm. re- was required of you, you know, what you needed yeah. to do when you went home and you came back and you kind of killed it the next year, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So after juniors, you decided to head to the University of Connecticut and uh, play Division One hockey. But when you initially arrived at college, like where did you first struggle the most as a freshman when you got there? <laughs> It was another another new experience with college, basically school yeah. life. You know, uh, what I struggled the most was uh, time on it, time management. Yeah, uh, the school and hockey. But uh, I had a lot of people at, at the college level, basically, who helped me to to kind of like the time better time manage. Right, uh, and. So they helped me a lot, uh, and it was a pretty good year, my freshman year. Yeah. So in terms of the time management, you know, was it um, because, I, you know, I, I just want to be a little more clear for kind of our listeners. You know, you're, you're going on the ice, you have to go to class, and then you're also doing, like, workouts, and then you're also doing goalie kind of sessions right yeah, away exactly. from the team. And you're expected to kind of keep your grades up and, and the whole time teachers don't really kind of cut you any slack. So like, where was the biggest adjustment you made to kind of manage your time a little bit better? Oh, oh what do you mean? Like, uh, what did I do to help myself? Yeah, yeah. Like, did you, you know, how did you, you know, in the beginning, you said it was kind of hard to manage everything. Mm-hmm. So what did you learn from the different coaches that helped you manage your time better? Oh, well, for me personally, like uh, I did a big calendar where I was writing things I have to get done every right. day, and that helped me a lot because I knew, like, okay, uh, I already skated here, uh, already skated this morning. Now I have to focus on homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I have to focus uh, for like exam that is next week or something, you know. So that helped me, helped me the most. Like, and I still using using this thing. In, yeah professional hockey basically still do my calendar and kind of do things that needs to be done during the week. Mm. And that was the lesson that I learned. Yeah. And I guess for kids looking at to transition to college hockey one day, what's some advice you can give them or a skill they should start developing that will help them transition to the division one level much easier. Uh, what will help them is to kind of prepare uh, you know, themselves that like, uh, it's gonna be hard, basically, but uh, it's nothing. Nothing you can get through, you know. Like, uh, yeah, you still you still have to like do the school pretty good, mm-hmm. and you you have you need to have a plan, basically. Like you're going there, like right. freshman year. I want basically like this type of uh, grades, you know, and kind of mm-hmm. go to your goals. Set set yeah. set up your goals every year and. Uh, work hard to accomplish them yeah do you do you goal set every single season oh yeah yeah i do do you do that with just uh, yourself or like a coach uh i do that for myself for myself and then i just tell the coach (laughs) this is my goals yeah yeah so maybe you can kind of like just share with everybody how you build your goals and you know every season and how you work to kind of you know achieve those over the over the tenure of the year Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, I set up some goals. Like, for example, I want to have 90%, 92% uh, save mm-hmm. percentage. And uh, and you just basically work on it. Or maybe if you, from last year, you write down where 
how could you make your year even better? Mm-hmm. And you kind of like, okay, I could do better this. So I'm going to focus next season on this stuff. Uh, yeah. So for example, I had some bad goals. I would say I had some bad mm-hmm. goals from a bad angle. So I was like, and I told myself, okay, if I'm start going to working on it and uh, stop getting these bad goals from the bad angle, my numbers will go up. For example, mm-hmm. if I, if I get like six bad goals like that, that's maybe 1%. Right. Uh, so something like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because it, you know, when you're trying to get, you know, a 93 or 94 save percentage, really the difference is only like six or seven or eight goals, like throughout the entire course of the year. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it now too, uh, obviously in pro hockey, the, the margin of error is so slim. Right. Yeah. Um, but looking back at sort of your entire college career, like if you could go back to the beginning and tell yourself one thing, what exactly would it be? <laughs> That's a tough question. Uh, <laughs> just probably enjoy it every, every second because those yeah. uh, I spent there three years and those three years went fly by. Yeah. And just enjoy everything and don't be scared to try new stuff. Mm. Uh, or don't, don't be uh, like be open to things, like listen to people uh and and try to learn the most you can yeah yeah be be like objective because you, you never know like especially at these college programs you're you're dealing with a lot of guys that have been at the next level coach played etc like that so yeah, exactly. uh would you say that your time at uconn was good for you in your development oh yeah yes i uh i think it was uh, i learned a lot of a lot of new th- things and that like you, even the bad things because you know right. uh, you can learn even more from those bad things. And yeah. uh, def- definitely I learned so much and I'm really grateful that I went there. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a 2019, you retired from college. Uh, and after three seasons signed with the Hartford Wolfpack, which is right in your wheelhouse there in Connecticut. <laughs> um, but maybe you can just detail to everyone your first impressions of pro hockey compared to Division One hockey and uh, where exactly you had the hardest time transitioning to the pro level initially. Well, uh, when uh, my journey with the college basically started in Green Bay, because I was I was drafted before the second year in Green Bay mm-hmm. by New York Rangers, and then, like you said, I had a really good year in uh, USL Chell, so I had a lot of offers. I choose I choose UConn because we we play the same rink at, as the Hartford Wolfpack yeah. USL team in Excel Center. So basically for me, uh, coming from college to pro hockey, uh, it wasn't that, that such a big change because I, we, we play in the same ring. We had locker room next to each other. Right. So that's, that's, uh, I think that helped me a lot. So basically I just had to adjust to a, a faster pace of the game. Right. But, right. but off, off the ice, uh, I was, I knew everything. I knew the people working there. I knew, the right. whole town, a uh, whole whole city, Hartford. So it wasn't that hard. Would, would, would you say that transitioning from the USHL to college is harder, or college to pro is harder? Uh, I think I think the both things they're they're really different. Different, mm-hmm. but uh, may, maybe for some players it's easier to to come from college to pro, and it was harder for them to come from juniors to college. But for for me, I would say it was it was pretty the same. I kind I kind of like knew 
I have to adapt. Like for, for right. when I was leaving the college to AHL, I knew I need to be better. I need to be stronger, faster. So kind of like I was mentally prepared for that. Yeah. Better yeah, than I, the USHL to going to college. Yeah. And you've gone on to play over 50 games at the American League level. Um, but maybe you can just detail like the biggest adjustments, you know, you've had to make and you kind of touched on a little bit earlier, uh, but, but to be able to compete at the American league level. Oh, well, when I was leaving uh, uh, college, uh, I wasn't really happy with my, with my game. Uh, I was, I was struggling the last year, my junior year. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had to start uh, from the bottom, from, from the level zero <laughs> And yeah. kind of go uh, try to learn new things. And I have to say the Rangers uh, organization really helped me with that. And uh, kind of had to build on it basically year and year. So uh, still learning a lot of new things. Still didn't, I still haven't had uh, one whole season because yeah. my first, first year was uh, stopped by COVID. And uh, last season was basically, had, we started in January, so. Yeah. Still waiting for the full year. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a, a tough year. Obviously, you're trying to get into the flow of things. Everything's kind of all moved around and messed up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess for kids that are kind of listening and they're they're trying to make a, the jump to pro hockey one day at any level, you know, what's the what do you think is the most important skill they can start developing or some advice that will better prepare them for the challenges of pro hockey when they get there? Uh, one skill is try, try to be a good teammate. And then, and then it's uh, the the level you're playing, uh, the better level you're playing. You have to be obviously faster and stronger. Right. So there's like two two main things. When you have these things, then then you will do other things uh, easier. Yeah, yeah. And now you you played pro for you know a few years now, um, and I kind of like to ask this question, and it might be a little confusing, but. You know, what's something you think is like a big misconception among like amateur goalies and minor league parents and coaches that you think there should be more clarity on? So like an example would be, you know, if you don't get drafted to the NHL, you can't play in the NHL or, Mm -hmm. you know, the only way I can play pro hockey is if I'm this. So what's something like you think that, you know, you thought before other people think before they get to pro and that you realize is not the case when you got to pro hockey? Uh, for me, it was kind of like, uh, or I know a lot of people that were always trying to compare themselves to other players, right. other goalies, but I, I think you can't do that because every goalie has different path. Like for some mm. goalies it takes longer to be NHL ready for some goalies, basically they just jumps in and they, they play good on the, the highest levels. But uh, or like some goalies maybe leave after a sophomore year in college, and right. some some goalies have to leave a little later. But I would say just just focus on yourself, like a person, like a goalie. Try, work on your game, and I think I think you should be good. Yeah, no, I love that answer, man. It's it's uh, so true in the world we live in now. Everybody's on social media, you yeah. know, all the time, and. Um, I know you're a few years younger than I am, but I remember the time where we barely even had cell phones that had internet mm-hmm. and you could go on the internet. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. it was so much easier to just kind of tune everything out. And yeah, yeah. Uh, now it's so much harder because it's like, you got your phone every day. It's like, 
hundred notifications plus like popping up on your phone, like, you know, drawing your attention, drawing your focus away. Um, so it's, it's honestly harder now more than ever to like be focused on yourself. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in some way, but sorry, some way it's good because you can kind of compare yourself, Yeah. but, uh, you can't, you can't like go too much into it because that's, that won't help you when you see someone and you try to be exactly like the person. And then yeah. when you're not basically, because you're not the same person as the, as yeah. the guy, uh, then you can kind of can can get disappointed, but you just have to like focus on yourself and you have to know, like, this is good for me. Like this makes me happy when I do this, yes. or this makes me better on the ice because I do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you like, is there anything that you do to kind of um, tune out kind of everything around you or anything like that? Like, do you do anything specifically or do you naturally just have like a pretty good focus on yourself? Oh, I I try because sometimes, you know, like uh, we live in the busy world. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but sometimes I try, try to go for a walk like by myself and kind of clear, clean up my mind, uh, you know, listen to some music. Right that helps me the most. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I kind of just want to, you know, uh, dive into your routines a little bit on and off the ice. Uh, people love this stuff. They just, they like to, to see what other goalies are doing at the next level to get prepared. Right. So maybe just start with your sort of game day routine and take us from like the night before when you go to bed, how many hours of sleep you get to, to game time and how you get ready to play every day. So, um, I tried to go before the game. I tried to go the day before the day, uh, game. I tried to go to bed around 10, mm. probably fall asleep at like 11. And uh, when the, once the game day, I wake up, I go to the ring, pregame skate, and then go back uh, back to my room, uh, take a nap. How long do you nap for? Hour, two hours. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's like it's all about the feeling, you know. Sometimes mm-hmm. you take it like thirty minutes nap and you feel good. Sometimes you want to take it longer. Right. But uh, and then I just uh, take it, uh, drink coffee. That's that's the routine. I would say coffee definitely before game. And then I have my my own uh, warm up of the ice. Do you do Do you do anything like, you know, any kind of eye? I warm up stuff at all other than like the regular stretch and mobility and, and kind of active uh, warm up that most guys do. Uh, I do. I do just the stretch mobility. I kind of like uh, I made, made it my, uh, by myself the warm up because it's the it's the like drills that I really like. And then I really feel like warm up after them. Yeah. But I don't do any like uh I I warm ups, but yeah. I might just start doing it because uh, yeah. a lot of people are doing it, and <laughs> I haven't tried, so it might it might work for me or might not, but I want to try it. Well, you know, you you kind of go with what works, right? Like you said, you crafted yeah. your own your own warm up, and it makes you feel good. At the end of the day, that's really what a warm up is. It's to kind of make you feel like ready to go out there and play, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, and then what about playing like big games and, and sort of playing when the stakes are high and there's pressure, like, you know, what kind of, what do you do like in terms of a mental routine to, you know, avoid like game time and performance anxiety? Like, are there certain things that you say to yourself, like when you're kind of getting a little too, you know, uh, a little too anxious on the ice? 
Uh, for me, it's just like when we have a really important game, uh, it's the whole whole week preparation for it because mm-hmm. then when when the game game is when I play in the game, I I remember how hard I worked the whole week, right. and basically I'm just I just tell myself I'm ready for this game and try to my my best and I know I did the hundred percent I could and doesn't matter what the result will be I. I know I did everything I could, you know? Yeah. It gives you confidence to, yeah. it's like, it's kind of like when you're in school and if, if you don't study for the test, you're not going to yeah. feel very confident going into the test. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, even, even if I lose the game or something, I can tell yeah. myself, I, I really did everything I could on the practices and yeah, and I and just then, need, need to be better or something. And I will yeah. just keep working yeah, hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then and then what's your routine after you get scored on? Like, do you have a specific routine that you do, like either mentally or physically? I I don't, but I always try to tell myself like uh, like um, it's okay, you know. Like it's you just have to keep going. Yeah, you so you kind of just like turn the page as quickly as possible and just worry about the next shot. Yeah, exactly. Like. Uh, even even when I make some good save or something, I tell myself, mm-hmm. okay, just that already happened, and now I have to focus on the next one. Like you right. know, like uh, what I talk with the coaches, uh, we all, they always tell me like you always have to focus on present, don't mm-hmm. don't focus on past, and don't look in the future. Always always uh, be in the present with your mind. Like always tell yourself, I feel good, you know. Kind of, kind of like uh, communicate with yourself. I feel good. Uh, everything is great. Stay st- putting those positive thoughts in your mind. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you, during the week, you know, you say that you, you put a lot of work into to prepare and feel ready for the test of the games on the weekend, right? But what are like your, you know, your two biggest hacks or, or for like an on ice or off ice drills that you do during the week that you feel like give you an edge? over your competition when you get to games? I kind of like, uh, for for me, it's always when I go to game, it's kind of like I want to be the better goalie on the ice. I want to, I want to like steal the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, w- I want to be the other goalie. So that, that's, that's the, always the motivation for me uh, when I go to games. But obviously, uh, obviously I want to win the game. But mm-hmm. when I want to, extra motivation is like when I know the other goalie plays against me and kind of beat him that kind of gives me even more motivation yeah are there any like drills specifically that you do every single week like you're like I need to do this to be ready for the game uh for me uh, I'm uh I'm w- working on the post work kind of mm. like the re- reverse uh, and all this stuff so I working on it the whole week uh, trying to get better at it because I think uh, I can get better at it. <laughs> Could mm-hmm. be better. Yeah. So I'm working on it and focusing on it the whole week, and then then I feel ready for the game. Yeah, yeah. And then and then finally, I'm just curious, like, what's the biggest adversity you've ever faced in your career, and and how did you overcome it? Oh, uh, big? I don't know. That that's that's hard. I know I broke my wrist my sophomore year. Oh yeah, how long were you out for? Uh, I was like out for like three weeks. Yeah, and then it was it was tough, but 
I, you know, there was nothing I could do about it. Yeah, it, it happened, and like I just just uh, staying. I had to stay in the shape, and uh, I told myself it can't happen anymore. Like getting injured during season, basically. Yeah. Like so so I guess you know, and and I think a lot of athletes go through injuries, so. You know, what's some advice you have for athletes that are getting it, like it's it's almost like depressing a little bit, right? Because you're like yeah. you, you get the you know the thing that you love is kind of taken away from you and it's kind of out of your control, right? So, you know, what's some advice that you have for other goalies out there that are maybe going through injuries right now or have gone through them and and how to kind of get through them? I, I would say just uh you know just uh keep your head up and keep keep working on other other stuff. I know like uh. I know my teammate or someone else uh, before like had some uh, injured his leg, mm -hmm. so he he was working on other stuff he, that he had no time for it. So like, for example, he was maybe doing some shoulder mobility right. or some other stuff. Like there is always something you can work on. Like you broke your you broke your arm or sh uh, wrist or something, you can sh stretch. You know you can you can work right. on mobility. So, uh, just just like don't give up. Always always find something for right. yourself. Motivate that keeps you motivated and gives you some uh, purpose. Yeah, yeah. Well, Adam, you have any last words of advice for uh, everyone listening that you feel passionate about sharing? Uh, just <laughs> just have fun playing a game. It's 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 a game, you know. So uh, just have fun playing it, and hopefully we'll see each other somewhere on the ice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, Adam, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. I know it's, uh, you know, like I said, we're ha we're having trouble connecting with the time, but always love having on active pro goaltenders out there just, you know, really experiencing what it's like, you know, right now kind of currently fighting their way through real current challenges at the highest levels. And I know today we'll just shed a ton of light of what it takes to, to get to the next level and find success. So can you just let people know where they can get in touch with you online? Oh, uh, yeah, um, you guys can follow me on Instagram uh it's it's uh, adam huska and then on twitter it's adam huska 30. <laughs> you guys can f find me there give me a follow and yeah right on man so go check out adam huska and all the links will be available in the show notes if you want to go check him out and he's played the next level and experienced tons of success for years now uh he's played over in europe and in north america he's he's traveled the world playing and he's played uh you know, he's got and he's got a very bright future ahead of him. So maybe somewhere down the road, we have you back on the show, dude, if that's something that interests you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, I'm grateful for you coming on, buddy. Good luck as we roll into the summer and, and uh, next season. You take care, stay safe, and we'll chat soon, man. Yeah, thank you. Have a good one. Bye, guys. for tuning in this week's episode guys if you loved what you heard today make sure to hit and smash and constantly hit that subscribe button so that way you know when we have new episodes coming out every week as we have tons of amazing guests lined up ready to come onto the show in the next few months and we have a bunch of nhl coach interviews lined up so make sure to tune in next week and every tuesday from now on at 8 a.m as next week i have another awesome coach from the next level coming on and that's recent big 10 champ and coach of jack lafontaine mike richter 
2021 award winner, and that's Karl Popper. And we dive into Karl's personal playing career, what he learned from the mistakes he made during his time actively playing, and how exactly he's passing that on right now, you know, to, to Jack and all his goaltenders to help them find success at the next level much quicker and avoid the pitfalls that he went through. So, uh, in sky inside scoop into the Mike Richter award winner season this year and what they did to help Jack find success. And I know you guys are going to want to hear this one, so make sure to tune back next week without further ado here are the giveaway details for our monthly giveaway we do for the goalie hacks podcast and just as a note here if you enter into this giveaway even if you don't win uh, we select four winners a month and and that includes books uh, different products training products uh, neuro tracker subscriptions we give away all sorts of things we pick four people a month and even if you don't win uh, one month you're always entered into uh, the the future the future giveaway so to enter the giveaway if you're an Apple user, simply go to the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave us a written review and rating. And if you're an Android user, you can also download iTunes onto your computer and leave a review and rating on there as well. And once you leave a review of the podcast, just take a screenshot of it and either email it to goaliehacks at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram with your screenshot and your full name. Get excited, guys. Great things ahead. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show, and I'll see you next week. Oh,